Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. You know, it's a natural and an instinctive emotion that can encompass a whole lot of feelings as we're seeing, whether you're jealous of somebody's house or you're jealous of somebody's life. It can create feelings that really range from fear to rage to humiliation. I mean, jealousy can have a very negative effect. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. Do And welcome to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mental, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host Chris Weigel. Every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're so glad you joined us. Chris, I have to say, you're looking a little rough this morning. Let's just say that I, I didn't <laughs> prioritize a few things this morning before coming in. <laughs> because we're on radio and right. they don't see you. You gotta see it. We'll probably put a video or something on, but your hair is oh, looking a little uh crazy this morning didn't do much with my hair <laughs> are you awake enough to do this oh show? yeah yeah yeah. We're, okay, we're good to coffee. Go. we both have coffee right. so we're good here's the thing i noticed that you have um more social media followers than me is that some kind of problem well maybe a little are you jealous nah no, <laughs> but i'm just trying to make a point i was gonna say that kind of thing doesn't usually bother you and you're right. not really big on the social media stuff anyway well Today, we're talking about the green-eyed monster called jealousy. Ah. It's something most of us deal with from time to time. And by the way, why do we say the green-eyed monster? So the color green has been associated with jealousy going all the way back to the time of the ancient Greeks. You know, I loved all things Shakespeare, mm -hmm. all things Shakespeare. So this metaphor of a green-eyed monster actually was coined by William Shakespeare in the play Othello. So in that play, one of the characters is Iago. He's telling Othello to guard against his own jealousy. Even as we know he is doing this, he's trying to do all that he can to tell Othello that he's actually feeding his jealousy. So he warns Othello in the play, and I'll just read part of the script. It says, Beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds. And then what happens, sadly, in the play is that the hero, Othello, succumbs to jealousy when Iago convinces him that his wife has been unfaithful. And in the end, here's the bad ending. This is a bad ending. Othello murders his wife, mm. and then he kills himself. So jealousy does not have a happy ending in the Shakespeare world. And you know what, Chris? That's true in most relationships. You know, one thing about the, the green-eyed monster, Dr. Linda, is you have green eyes. <laughs> so, and... <laughs> well, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this now. <laughs> I was going to say, you might not be a co-host if you continue right. that line of thinking. Also, there was something, I did read something about green eyes. I can't exactly remember it, but it was something about, you know, they're unusual. Green eyes are the most unusual color of eyes. Mm -hmm. But it did get associated with jealousy back in the ancient Greek days. So. That's why we say green with envy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we found this silly list of things that we get jealous over on a website called Thought Catalog. And they list five goofy things that people are jealous of. And the first is couples who are, you ready for this, super classy and chill. Uh, that's millennial speak for cool and relaxed. Well, thank you for that translation. Mm, yes. <laughs> so, you know, so people who are very wealthy, right, you're saying, mm -hmm. and classy. I'm thinking like maybe John Legend and mm -hmm. Chrissy Teigen. 
They're kind of chill and cool and... Kind of a, a guy with skinny jeans, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a lot. Speaking of social media, they have a lot, a lot of social mm-hmm. media followers. Right. But that's an interesting one. You know, this thought catalog that you got these from, uh, this is a millennial website. So I think we're hearing it from their perspective mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So here's the second one, Chris. People who don't care what other people think. Hmm. Now, that one, it relates to... I think it almost sounds like envy to me, but it's a jealousy over people who can live their life and do the things that they think are right uh, or are you know appropriate, and they don't care what mm-hmm. other people think about them. So we see this carefree lifestyle and we say, ooh, I want to be that way. Or just not to be so influenced by mm-hmm. what other people think. I see. Do you care what other people think? Not really. Okay, so that's something that a lot of people would be jealous about because ah. there are so many people, they decide what they're going to do based on what other people think. Hmm. I don't think it's so silly, actually. Well, what about number three? It's, I'm jealous of people who are naturally beautiful. And you know what? They get perks in life because of that. You know, right. There's a lot of research that says people who are naturally beautiful or handsome get jobs easier, You know, mm-hmm. have a easier life, get treated differently. So I can understand why people get jealous about that. We have to be careful. But you know, I said, in heaven, maybe I'll have a heavenly body that will be beautiful. <laughs> Number four is an interesting one. It's being jealous of people who have the perfect home Mm -hmm. or the perfect apartment. I've never really worried about that. But look at all the the TV shows on, you know, the houses and redoing your house and in the comparison, people walk in and they go, oh, I wish I had a house like this. Or Mm -hmm. during the pandemic, we were seeing the interiors of all these celebrity houses, which looked more like estates and mansions. And I wonder if there were a lot of people that felt jealous about that. I'm sure there are. That's why they have the TV shows. Right. Because people want to see that stuff. Right. But then they feel jealous about it. Number five is uh, people who honestly don't care about the internet. I think a lot of people could be jealous about that because the internet has kind of taken over our lives Mm -hmm. in a bad way. I don't know. When I see someone who doesn't care about the internet, I think, get out of your cave. (laughs) (laughs) So You have to care, but the fact that it's so driving of people's behavior, Mm. I think that's one of the reasons that people are jealous of that. I mean, do you know anybody like that? Do you know anyone who doesn't care about the internet? My brother-in-law. Really? Oddly enough, he's an IT guy. You're kidding. And he could care less what people put? No. Wow. I I was thinking maybe grandparents don't care because they're Mm -hmm. really not on it much. So that might be the one group. I mean, he doesn't have Facebook, Instagram, anything, nothing. Well, it's good that we're doing a show on jealousy because jealousy can really ruin relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a natural and an instinctive emotion That can encompass a whole lot of feelings, as we're seeing, whether you're jealous of somebody's house or you're jealous of somebody's life, whatever it is. It can create feelings that really range from fear to abandonment to rage to humiliation. I mean, jealousy can have a very negative effect. Well, here's how one of our listeners described jealousy. I would say jealousy is triggered by someone else having what I want or getting something that I would want. That would trigger jealousy. It sounds like you said, Dr. Linda, it's really close to envy as well. I think envy and jealousy are really close cousins. And envy occurs when we lack a desired attribute enjoyed by somebody else. So this is the way I like to think of the difference. It's a lack of something in us that we see in someone else. So you can see how jealousy and envy can really overlap. Mm. Jealousy occurs when something we already possess. So this is more about something we possess, like a special relationship, a position at work, even a leadership role maybe in your church. 
when that is threatened by a third party, and it, it strikes men and women when there's a third party threat to something that is valued, a valued relationship, and it almost always is bad for relationships. I mean, it's based on a perceived threat. Can jealousy ever be positive? Uh, some people would say yes, but I'm going to say no. I don't see it as a positive emotion, mm-hmm. only in the context of God, because God is a jealous God, and he doesn't want to share his glory with anyone or anything. But in the sense of when you're dealing with a partner or a relationship, it usually doesn't end well. Could jealousy motivate you to be better? Again, I don't think so. Something that's fear-based is not really a good motivator. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it would renew your effort to be more engaged with someone if you were a little worried about them but I don't like the fact that it's based in a negative motive. So it's a human response, but most of all the time it, it ends up being destructive. This happens a lot in romantic relationships. Not just in romance, though. I mean, people get jealous in their workplaces when they think their boss pays more attention to another worker or if the boss praises another worker. So we tend to think of jealousy in relationships romantically, Mm -hmm. but it does happen in other relationships. Okay, well, we've taken this apart, so we're really getting into what is jealousy and what is envy. My question is, what are the roots of this jealousy? We'll take that apart after the break here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Dr. Linda, one of our listeners asked this question. Sometimes I'm so overcome with worry and anxiety that I I think I'm losing my mind. Seems I've tried everything from drugs to meditation. Why doesn't anything work? Well, I'm so sorry that your life seems so unmanageable and overwhelming. Too often, though, it does seem nearly impossible to live in peace and contentment because of all the craziness in our world. Did you know that God's plan for handling worry is so simple and yet so perfect that you can begin using it today? Did you know that starting right now, you can begin to cultivate a worry-free life? These aren't pie-in-the-sky promises. They're God's prescription for you to thrive and to soar past your anxiety and worries. Try this. The next time you begin to feel overwhelmed by life's pressures and worry clouds your mind with negative thoughts and depression, say what King David prayed, the Lord is my strength and my shield. Remind yourself that my heart trusts in him and I am helped. I have so much more good news for you. I hope you'll find it in my book, Letting Go of Worry. Thanks, Dr. Linda. Now that's great advice. You can find God's plan for your peace and contentment in Dr. Linda's book, Letting Go of Worry. It's available wherever you buy your books online. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today we are talking about taming the green-eyed monster of jealousy, and we have a lot more to talk about. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. That's where you can find her books, blogs, and you can connect on social media. Check out her latest book, Living Beyond Pain, a condition no one would ever be jealous to have. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so true. And you can listen to today's podcast anytime on iTunes and share it with a friend. And Dr. Linda, before the break, we were really getting into jealousy and envy and how it affects our lives and our relationships. But what are the roots of jealousy? This is really important because it is based in some negative things. So the very first one that comes to mind is insecurity. People Mm. are more jealous when they feel really insecure in a situation. And you think about it, you're really saying also that you lack the trust in God in your life. So that kind of plays into a spiritual 
part of this that we're going to talk about in the in the last segment. But some people, despite the reassurance that they're given by other people, particularly maybe their spouse, they still get jealous when they feel insecure. So uh, most of the time, jealousy isn't necessarily a reaction to something that's normal. It's more of a reaction of something that's brewing inside from a deep sense of insecurity. Second one, Chris, I would say is just obsessional thinking about what you don't have hmm. and what you might lose and what somebody else has. So it's, again, it kind of gets into that envy of somebody else as a root. And then the last one I can think of is that something is going on that really just makes you feel jealous. Hmm. You see somebody win a trip to the Caribbean or you see somebody gets a wonderful spouse and a great wedding and you're very jealous of that. So it's situationally based in that case. We've talked a lot about how this affects relationships and how it can get between you know, romantic relationships, mm -hmm. work relationships, however. And friends. And friends yeah. too, right? Yeah, friendships. Well, well, let's talk about the red flags of this and how it affects relationships. What should we look for? That's a good thing to talk about because you do want to look for this in your romantic relationships especially. So the one thing would be if you're expected to spend all your time with someone, you know, when you're in a romantic relationship and at the beginning you might think, oh, that is so sweet. He wants to be with me all the time and he just can't get away from me. And there's that sort of weathering heights, Heathcliff and Catherine <laughs> effect. Mm -hmm. But you know what? In a healthy relationship, you need time to be alone and pursue some other interests without facing some type of punishment from your partner. A caring partner will never force you to give up your hobbies, your relationships, your jobs, or activity so that they can dominate your time. I remember that in college, these couples would be, <laughs> they yeah. couldn't get away from each other. The issue is you want to branch out and you mm. still want to have a relationship with one of your friends or do something. They get very dominating right. of your time. That's a big red flag. The second red flag is you have to constantly check in with the person. A healthy relationship does not require a check-in. Your partner shouldn't require you to stay in constant contact with you when you're away and insist on tracking you with an app or some other type of means, Ugh. which is what people do these days, right? Ugh. So knowing you're safe should be enough. And if it's not, your boundaries are not being respected. You know, you're your own person. You can live your own life without having to check in every moment. Again, that's a sign of a jealous, controlling person. Big red flag. We have a third, and it's there are rules about who you can talk to. I've known people like that, oh, and yeah. mostly what I've seen is that in therapy with abusers. Mm -hmm. So abusers are the people who control the person and don't let them talk to anybody. And the purpose of that is to isolate the person so that they don't get input from anyone else because the input they would get would be, hey, that guy's not healthy. Right. You shouldn't be <laughs> listening to everything they're saying. So. You know, at first, again, it might feel like, oh, they're so attentive. But eventually, what happens in really controlling relationships is everybody becomes off limits and you only have that one person. And of course, that's a problem. So it's never okay to regulate who your partner can and cannot talk to. And part of loving someone, Chris, means you're trusting them to make good decisions about the company that they keep. Now, you can vocalize your concerns in a loving, honest way. If one of you can't trust the other, you know, it may be time to either get some serious therapy or move on if you're not already committed in that relationship. So the point of that one is jealousy can turn into abusive behavior. If they're trying to prevent you from seeing your family, your friends, you can't go to coffee with a work colleague, these sort of behaviors become extreme and they can lead to abuse. They seem to be somewhat 
suspicious of your activities too. That's a big red flag, big. People in healthy relationships, again, aren't suspicious every time you do something that they don't quite understand. So this one is um, when you get accused by your partner of doing things. If your partner struggles with ongoing suspicion, there's gotta be some other deeper underlying issue and the relationship will not work unless that's dealt with. Love withers when suspicion outweighs trust. Did you come up with that yourself? It sounds like something I found on the internet, actually. <laughs> it's too good of a sentence. I must have heard that or read that somewhere. But it's true. You, when someone's suspicious of you all the time, be aware of that. What about when people are just overly possessive? It's really kind of the overall picture of they won't let you talk to certain people. They're tracking your every move. They're just being too possessive. And they need to let you go. And the problem is when people do that, it doesn't help the relationship in any way. It makes you feel really trapped in those type of relationships. The sixth red flag is they have a quick temper. If you're constantly having to deal with somebody's anger, beware of that one. That's not love, especially when they can't get their anger under control. Number seven reminds me of having to check in all the time. They monitor your communications. Yeah, it's not that you just have to check in. Then they're watching you and they're they're looking at where you go mm -hmm. and they're violating your privacy. They might be opening up your passwords. That's not good. And part of that relates to the next one, Chris, which is that they're emotionally intense. Again, beneath the surface of that, it looks passionate in a mm -hmm. relationship, but then beneath the surface, it's really about they're dependent on you. So these are the people that stalk and they're very pushy. Happy couples know that they cannot live a, a life like that. You can't be in an intense relationship all the time. It's exhausting if you do that. Mm. The last red flag is these people are consumed in their thoughts and actions. Right, and that is a jealous mindset where they're jumping to negative conclusions when you don't text them back right away or they're they're not sure what you're doing. Again, they have to track you. Mm -hmm. When you feel that from somebody and you feel like, oh, this isn't quite right, you should pay attention to that because this is what we're talking about. All these things that we've mentioned are red flags to just stop and think in your relationship. Is this person a jealous person and is this going to create a problem in my relationship? Okay, so these are the red flags to look for. Well, let's talk about taming the green-eyed monster of jealousy and envy. What do we do? Well, the key thing is to notice what's happening. So the fact that we just gave those red flags, start thinking about your relationship and say, is that happening in mine? Is this person overly possessive, suspicious, tracking me? First, you got to be aware. The next thing is you have to try to talk about this with the person. And when you bring it up, don't do it confrontationally. Just say, I'm a little uncomfortable with this. What does this mean? And if they're willing to talk about it, great. If they get really defensive and they escalate their emotions quite intensely, that's an indication that maybe this isn't a great relationship. What if your partner feels jealous because you spend time talking to other people on social media? Yeah, well, a lot of people do that, and sometimes it's inappropriate when people are doing that. But <laughs> if they're very jealous all the time of anything that you do, again, this is an indication that there's real problems in this relationship, and you probably need to see a therapist or a counselor to work on where it comes from. Because remember we said it's probably rooted in some deep insecurity or some obsessional thought that the person keeps trying to have. So if you're finding your partner is constantly jealous of you or the things you're doing or tries to stop you from doing things or creates a terrible drama every time you go out with someone else or talk to somebody else, 
then you really need help in that relationship, and I would suggest professional help. Well, now we know the red flags and we know what to do. So after the break, let's take a biblical perspective on jealousy. Some days I simply have to fight discouragement. When those days come, I like to read the Psalms and meditate on the cure for my discouragement. Take Psalm 103, for example. David, feeling discouraged, talks to himself in a way that uplifts his soul. He tells his soul to bless the Lord and to remember the benefits of serving God. David wrote this psalm to encourage himself in the Lord, something I know I need to do regularly. Instead of focusing on all of his problems, David decided to engage his will and rehearsed the goodness of God. He begins the psalm by blessing the Lord. Then he speaks to his soul and reminds himself of all that God does for those who are faithful to him. So when you feel discouraged, do what David did and encourage yourself in the Lord. It will transform that discouragement to praise and gratitude. back talking about how to tame the green-eyed monster of jealousy. In case you've just joined us, you're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Check out her website, drlindamental.com, and don't forget about the podcast on iTunes. And I hope people listen to those podcasts and share them, because just think if you have a friend who's really struggling with this Mm -hmm. and wondering in their relationship if the person is showing those red flags, they could listen to this podcast and get real help. Well, Dr. Linda, we're taming the green-eyed monster of jealousy. Give us a summary of the healthy, non-jealous person and what that relationship looks like. Glad you asked that, Chris, because we do talk about what you shouldn't be doing, right? What the Mm -hmm. dysfunction looks like. Now, what does the healthy, functional person look like? So when you're not jealous, what's going to happen in your relationship is that you're going to have a lot of trust in the relationship. And trust is really foundational. When you have trust and commitment in a relationship, those are like the building blocks Mm -hmm. of everything else that happens. Your self-worth in your relationship, we would hope that our listeners would have their self-worth in God, that they would first, you know, find that they're made in the image of God and they're unconditionally loved. I mean, in reality, that's where our real security comes from. And then we have to build that security in our earthly relationships and our human relationships. So building a good foundation of security so that you know who you are and you know that that person is okay in a relationship. And then it really helps to just look at your blessings instead of looking at what you don't have. Because one of the things we talked about was that people get jealous about things they don't have. So rather than focusing your attention on, well, I don't have a big house like that, or I don't drive that fancy car, or look at their life, better to do the blessings. We did a show on gratitude. Mm. You remember that? We talked about like multiple blessings of gratitude. Well, I think when you get into this phase, you, uh, you have to ask yourself, am I doubting or not appreciative of what God has given to me specifically? Right. He may have given these other people, 
you know, whatever. Yeah. But this is what he's given me. So am I going to sit here and say, yeah, well, God, I don't like this. Yeah, because you're kind of telling God, you know, you're not doing this right. Right. Right, because you didn't bless me more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Related to that, then, can you celebrate the successes of other people? Mm. Now, that is one that I find myself really checking myself on. Because if I can't be happy that somebody else really had a success, mm-hmm. probably means I'm jealous right. and feeling a little insecure. And then, you know, as we, we talked about maybe the silly things that people get jealous over, in healthy relationships, we don't need approval from mm-hmm. everybody else. We're pretty confident and secure in ourselves. And then finally, I would say don't focus on labels or compare yourself to other people because that does land you in a jealous place. Well, let's look at this from a spiritual lens because we want to know what the Bible says about jealousy and envy. I started looking up scriptures from this, and I was surprised at how many there are in the Bible. I mean, going back from Cain and Abel. True. You know, when, huh. when, yeah. when the brothers were jealous and uh, one ended up dead, just mm-hmm. like Othello in that story. But there are so many. This is why I don't think jealousy is ever really positive, because when you look at it from a scriptural point of view, it is unscriptural. And it is earthly, and it sometimes it's even demonic in the scriptures. So I really think we have to look at this from a biblical perspective and say, yeah, I don't think we want to promote jealousy to motivate anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's a good one, Chris. James three fourteen fifteen says, but if you have, now they say bitter jealousy. So I don't know what the difference between jealousy, bitter jealousy, but the scripture says, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, Do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. No doubt there what the Bible says about jealousy then. Yeah, and it brings a lot of disorder and disruptions in our relationship. And here's the verse that follows those two. And this is what it tells you what's going to happen. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Wow. That's pretty specific. And then it often leads to anger. Proverbs 6.34 says, For jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. And you see that when people are jealous, it can become so seething with them that they uh, they just really become furious over yeah. these things. That's domestic violence a lot of times. Mm, That's when wow. people get in real trouble. You know, Galatians gives a, a long list of things that are done in the flesh. And guess what? Jealousy is included in that list. It is. Now, let me read you the list. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, Mm. fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy. That's in there, too. Drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And this is what the Bible says. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So... If you struggle with jealousy, what do we do? Well, first ask yourself, what am I jealous of and what is this showing me? Then confess it and release it and move forward. God knows when you feel unsafe and insecure. In the midst of jealousy, the one who is self-sufficiently jealous for you will never leave you or forsake you because he is fighting to keep your life free. So ask for his help. Tame the monster inside with the help of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, and our engineer and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes this show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, 
And it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.